0: okay chapter twenty three we're going to talk about the death of low mass stars and um, I think that's it for this chapter okay, so um, stars after they finish burning their hydrogen, make sure you understand that uh, what happens in that um, the, the thing that's going on, the balance of forces, and what happens. Uh, degenerate stars. This idea of degeneracy, known as the Paul exclusion principle, is the is why all chemistry exists on Earth because every atom is different because of this. Um, you can no electrons. No two electrons can occupy the same energy state. Um, so that means as you add more electrons to an atom, um, they can't pile on top of each other, and that's a rule of quantum mechanics. So um, uh, when a star collapses down. With enough gravity to contract until it reaches that point, electrons prevent are adding a force. Normally, you've got the fusion explosion pushing out. That's what makes a star prevent it from collapsing. Once you get enough gravity to overcome even that force, the next pressure that a star exerts is this electron degeneracy pressure. Um, so make sure you understand what that is. It's, it's extremely nerdy and uh, very impressive to talk about at parties. Um, so if you can learn a little bit about that, it's nice to, you know, whip out and be like, Whoosh. oh yeah, do you know about electron degeneracy? Okay, so anyway, that's what a white dwarf is. Um, so make sure you understand this Chandrasekhar limit here, um, because if a white dwarf gains mass uh, from a binary partner, it can explode as a supernova. Um, and that's what's happening if we look at the Sirius, the closest star to us. You've got a high-mass star, Sirius, next to a white dwarf, and eventually the Sirius is going to swell up, and, uh, that white dwarf is going to, uh, um, steal some of Sirius's gas and matter, and then, uh, gain enough energy, or gain enough mass to possibly explode. Um, so that would be pretty awesome. That would be a while. Um... But, uh, oh yeah, okay, now we go to 23.2, the evolution of a massive star. Um, the massive stars can fuse, they don't stop when you get to carbon, they go all the way down to iron. And when it gets to iron, it, could, it, could, it does fuse iron, and it would happily keep going um, to higher and higher uh, energies, but the problem is, is when it starts fusing iron, it starts requiring energy rather than releasing energy. So remember, what makes the sun glow is that it's fusing hydrogen into helium, and there's a leftover energy left, and that is emitted, um, and that's what we see. Uh, when you get to iron, rather than having leftover mass, it actually is going to use that energy, and then it takes energy out of the star to fuse, rather than releasing energy, so then the support system for the star collapses, um, and then uh, everything falls in gravity winds and pulls everything in and then you get a um, uh, quite the explosion Um, and then what's left behind is either a neutron star or a uh, black hole Um, and this is called a a type 2 supernova and uh, a neutron star is the same thing as the electrons um, but instead of electrons it's just pure neutrons and then neutrons cannot occupy the same state so there's a neutron degeneracy pressure as well and that's what makes it a neutron star. Um, and that's pretty wild. So figure 23.7 is an example of just some supernovas that we've been able to see across the universe because they're so bright. Um, and let's see, go ahead. So supernova remnants here, pretty cool, 23.8. Um, shows a graph of some whatever. We've got some other uh, observations of supernovae. Uh, over the years here, talking about it, which is pretty cool, Um, just, I mean, these things are just so bright, it's really unbelievable, Supernova 1987A, which is pretty cool, Um, we saw that first from neutrinos before the light got to us, it does not mean that the speed of light is slower than neutrinos, the neutrinos are just emitted first, and then the light um, gets emitted after the explosion. So the first thing that happens, are neutrinos are created and shot out, and then slowly the star expands relatively compared to the neutrinos, and then by the time the explosion actually kabooms, um, the neutrinos have a head start, and so we see them before the explosion, so that's pretty cool. And then, as you can see, 1987A, we're watching this star over 10 years period, 20 years now, 30 years we're watching it evolve, which is pretty cool to see that. Um, Okay, so, and then that's where heavy elements come from, so that's pretty neat. Um, And then it talks about the neutrinos there, and then 23.4 is pulsars, which is the discovery of neutron stars, um, which, again, is uh, Jocelyn Bell had a hand in that, I don't know if they mentioned her here or not, but, um, uh, yeah, but anyway, so that's pretty cool, Um, let's see, they should, pulsars, blah, 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 who, yeah, there he is, 19, or, there she is, 1967 Jocelyn Bell, research student at Cambridge University, she actually came and spoke at Coe College a couple months ago, so, pretty cool to uh, have someone like that uh, on campus Um, but anyway she discovered these things called the pulsars turns out that they're rapidly rotating neutron stars um, which is pretty cool so we've been piecing around the last 50 years all these different objects and how they work in the stars or in the skies in the universe and then that helps us understand the evolution of everything and the history of the entire you know everything it's kind of amazing to be able to talk about it um okay and then binary systems so this is important because a white dwarf, uh, like the sun, it just ends as a white dwarf. But if it's got a partner, um, it could end as a nova, where it could briefly flash for a little while as it reignites. Or it could get beyond its chandra uh, chandrasekhar limit and just explode. And then it completely explodes, there's nothing left. <laughs> it's literally smithereens. Um, that's all that's left. A pile of smithereens. Okay, so anyway, that's make sure you know those different branches possible. Um, uh, evolution of stars. Um, and then these gamma ray bursts, pretty cool. Um, gamma ray bursts come from either black holes or supernovas. Um, they're super duper brights, uh, brand new, just figuring out what they are. Um, and we're pretty sure now that we know that they are either from black holes or, or from, uh, um, supernova, supernovas that go off. Um, also black hole mergers and neutron star mergers. Um, okay, continuing on, and that's chapter 23. Okay, bye.